Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Biggest winners and losers from Week 10, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today for an in-depth breakdown of everything you need to know from Sunday's action. Adam and I are just going to hit some of the key points. And and the first one we're going to hit, the only, I think, really important injury uh, for Week 11 in particular looking ahead is Alexander Madison left with a possible concussion. I didn't see... Was he officially diagnosed with a concussion, or was he just checked for it and we didn't see, like, the official diagnosis? That I'm not sure with. I I saw a concussion, Mm -hmm. but that could have been premature. Uh, Yeah, and when he left the game, he had eight carries, and Ty Chandler had eight carries, but Madison was the number one back. He had 30 snaps to Chandler's 17, uh, was running more routes, but... Chandler kind of stepped into that Cam Akers role. So Akers being gone meant that Madison wasn't just the clear dominant number one. And it could be a situation where Ty Chandler, probably the top waiver wire target, you know, at least one of them heading into week 11, right? Yeah, I think Noah Brown will be up there as well. Uh, but certainly, yeah, I, I think like you said, if Cam, if Cam Akers was, was someone that you needed a roster, mm-hmm. then Ty Chandler certainly is. And, you know, maybe he could just do a better job than Alexander Madison. Madison hasn't been running the ball very well. So I think yeah, he's a big priority, Ty Chandler. All right, let's move on to the biggest winners and losers. And I'm going to go with, I've been really impressed with Sam Howell the past few weeks. The last three weeks, he leads the NFL in dropbacks with 153. He's only been sacked seven times. It's a 4.6% rate, which would be the low, the sixth lowest among all quarterbacks for the season. First seven games, he was at 12.7%. So he's done a much better job. And I think that the touchdown to Brian Robinson, you can look at it and say, oh, well, that's kind of a fluke. Brian Robinson had a 51-yard touchdown. I think Howell threw it four yards down the field. But if you watch that play, the the Seahawks corner blitzes. They don't really pick it up. He's not like free running at Howell, but he has to step up in the pocket. And I feel like a month ago, he might have just fallen back into the corner. Instead, this time he steps up in the pocket, scrambles, keeps his eye up, throws like a, a sidearm pass off angle to Brian Robinson, who's got tons of daylight. I thought it was a really impressive play from Sam Howell, who just, he's always, the flashes have always been really impressive. You know, the highs from this guy, he makes a couple of throws every week that are like, that was incredibly ballsy throw that he just made and now he seems to be cutting out like the 10 percent dumbest plays that we were getting early on in the season and i think he's been really impressive i think it's a really good sign for this offense and i think he might be a top 12 qb the rest of the way if he can keep this up i'm also 
looking at uh oh, sorry, you were gonna say Bijan Robinson, so I don't want to steal that one from you, yeah. right? Yeah, oh absolutely. I mean twenty two K it worked. We knew we, it we, only we nine- peer pressured Arthur Smith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nine weeks of badgering Arthur Smith for him to finally cave. Twenty two carries, a five yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. His not his first no, not his first touchdown run of the season, but um but maybe his first uh, short yardage touchdown run of the season. So that was really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Just that's exactly what we wanted to see. Yes, we want to see more targets. But if he gets treated like this as a number one running back, could be a huge second half. They're going into a bye. Could be a huge second half for him. And Kyler Murray, yeah, you're right about Sam Howell. And the commanders really seem to like Sam Howell, too. You know, they like his future. It's very bright. His matchup, he stunk against the Giants first time around. The Giants are so beat up right now. So he's got a good matchup next week. But I would take Kyler Murray over Sam Howell the rest of the season. That's fair. Yeah, big win for him. Nearly had two touchdowns. You had, well, sort of. He, he overthrew a wide-open Marquise Brown in the end zone, just barely overthrew him. And then you had the Michael Wilson play, which was originally ruled a touchdown. I, I didn't see where he was down. All right, maybe I'm wrong. I thought he was down. Everybody else saying he wasn't. Clayton Toon comes in and gets the, the tush push. But, yeah, look, do you see him run? Holy cow. That guy tore his ACL. Looks great. So I'm really excited that Kyler Murray's back. I think it gives us a, a, a must. I think it really gives us a, basically a must-start quarterback going forward. Yeah, I think absolutely he's in that top 12 discussion moving forward. Uh, I'll also just really quickly, Jameer Gibbs, him and David Montgomery basically swapped drives. But I think the biggest thing is that he got four green zone touches to Montgomery's two. But I think the biggest thing is just that when the Lions got there on, you know, quote unquote, Gibbs's drives, they didn't just take Montgomery away, which is what they would have done before. So I think that's a really good sign. I like both of them as top 20 running backs the rest of the way, but it might be a situation where Gibbs is a top 12 running back. Montgomery's more like a top 20 guy. Let's talk about the biggest losers. Who's your biggest loser from this week? Tony Pollard is basically this week where <sighs> B. John Robinson, where B. John Robinson was a week ago. And it's like, okay, it's time to put up or shut up. But th- this really was that game for both of them. And Bijan came through, I guess. So they were they're basically at the same spot a week ago. And now Bijan came through, got the work we wanted. Pollard's never going to get the work because every game the Cowboys are in is a blowout. Um, but still, it's just it's just the same problem. We can't ignore it anymore. He just doesn't look like like the same player that he was. I don't know what the answer is. I keep talking about the ankle surgery. That's so long ago now. Um, but I don't know what the answer is for Pollard, why he's not explosive, but he just isn't. So he's going to have to score touchdowns. He never does. He almost did, um, but he hasn't scored since week one. So he is no longer a slam dunk. I mean, I think you're probably going to start him, but he's not a number one runner. I, I would not buy low on him. Um, unless it's really low, mm-hmm. but I'd rather, I'd rather have both lions running backs than Tony Pollard. I think people would probably disagree with that, but that's where I'm at. I think I'd rather have Gibbs than Pollard. I, I think if I could get Pollard for Montgomery, I, I think I would still do that, but yeah, it's uh he's currently averaging 0.1 point per game more than Ezekiel Elliott did last year in PPR yeah, scoring. Wow. And like the thing for me is just, if Elliot was getting the work that Pollard's getting now, I feel like he would have been even better than he was last season. And so it's like, I don't really buy that Tony Pollard's a worse player than 2022 Ezekiel Elliott, but he hasn't been any good. Like his advanced metrics are all really bad. They all look like Ezekiel Elliott. He kind of turned into 2022 Ezekiel Elliott overnight. It's very concerning. I still have to have faith that he'll figure it out, but 
Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He hasn't been efficient in the passing game, hasn't been breaking you know, any long runs, but also has been really ineffective near the goal line, only two yeah. touchdowns in week one. I think there will be better luck in terms of the touchdowns moving forward, but that's kind of the only reason you can be optimistic about Tony Pollard right now. It's a, it's a really, really discouraging situation for him. And I'll just... Christian Watson, uh, another game. I think the the Packers threw the ball 41 times, and he had, what, three catches in this one? I think he did have six targets, which was the second. He had seven targets to lead the team, but only two catches for 23 yards. This is not a good offense. Jordan Love's not throwing the ball well down the field. When he is, it's not to Christian Watson. Watson's dad is pulling a uh, Odell Beckham (laughs) senior and complaining on Twitter about Christian Watson getting unfair treatment from the fans in the media. And it just, the vibes are not great with Christian Watson. So I, I had hope for him. I, I made a couple of buy low trades when he was coming back from the hamstring injury. I think he's droppable at this point, you know, not a, not a player that you have to have on your roster, which is frustrating given the upside he showed last season. And remember it wasn't until about this time last season when he started doing well. So I don't want to write him off entirely, but if you need to make an ad on waivers this week, Christian Watson's droppable. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today in five part of the CBS sports podcast network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 